ladies and gentlemen, it's been a week. Guess what? We're back. It's not like we're back from a break, from like a commercial break, but we're back from a week of not being together with you all. It's Tommy D, and that's Valerie. And this is the Professionals and Animal Lover Show. Robert Tucker is here. We're going to get into a conversation with Robert shortly. Funny story about how we sort of knew of Robert and Valerie knew of Robert. And, and then I just met Rob on Saturday, but I'll tell you when we get into that in a second. I want to tell you all something. This program, uh, we're coming up on, Val, we're almost hitting a year anniversary of a show that was, like I say, just an idea and just a conversation that you and I yeah. had. And, and then now it's like a thing that we do every week. So I feel like if I blink, I'm going to be 60. It's like really scary. Well, like I don't, then, then, then don't blink. <laughs> At least until you're 59 and change, then blink. Right, right. Yes, no, don't blink. Don't blink now. No don't, don't blink. That sounds like uh, no doubt. Don't blink because then you'll be 60. All right, stop. Bro. We want to <laughs> amplify the message that the bond between animal lovers, not only animal lovers, but people who care about animals, people who are compassionate about animals. Look, I don't have any pets. Newsflash, I don't have any pets. We used to have a fish, but he's no longer with us. Um, oh. Yeah, well, it's it just means we got to, Get rid of that fish tank until we find another fish. Look, the thing is, we want to bring together people who care about animals, who are compassionate. I got to be honest, I learned a whole bunch when, well, I'll let the cat out of the bag. I I accidentally or not probably, the universe wanted me to stop off at Rob's store on the weekend. I'll tell you that story in a second. Let me finish the introduction. We believe that the, <laughs> we believe that the interaction between people who care about animals is incredibly special. Uh, I, it, it's it's funny because I look at the notes from how we said this show and it says, we want to support one another by building a compassionate network. And I'll stop Val, so don't say it yet. But we want to do that. But we're already doing that. Like that was like the mission statement, but we're in it. We're creating this passionate network so that everyone wins. Especially the animals. Yes, especially the animals. We do that because we got we do it through this show, through this platform, talkradio.nyc on Facebook, talking alternative broadcasting. And then uh, my daughter was just leaving and she was walking away and she goes, are, are you on Spotify? And I go, yeah, man, we're on Spotify. She goes, well, you got to make sure people know that. So gang, we're on Spotify uh, and all those platforms where you check out your podcasts. Um, we're having a lot of fun here about. Yeah. Tell me, I know there's something, we have some big stuff coming up. First of all, let me say hello to Rob. So he's in the conversation and then we'll come right back to Rob in a second. Yeah. Rob Tucker, Robert Tucker. Do you go by, do, do you like Rob or do you like Robert? I want to make sure to hey, honor Rob, Rob is fine. All right, good. How are you? I'm good, man. How you doing? Long time no see. <laughs> I know, I know. It's only been a couple of days, man. We didn't even know each other. Now we're like uh, old friends, for sure. Val, yeah. say, say some things you want to say so we can get Rob in the conversation All right away. I'm going to go backwards for one second because to your point, you know, we talked about wanting to build this compassionate network. And I realized that um, one of our prior guests, Jackie's work in and poems by Mara, um, realtor, you know, I gravitate towards these people naturally because I find that animal lovers are just really kind, compassionate people. And so the point is that years ago when we sold our house um, in Baldwin, we wanted to use Jackie because not just because she's a great realtor, she is that absolutely out, you know, in and of itself. But because she has a heart of gold, I, I knew I could trust her to make sure that my cats didn't escape. You know, I knew that she is um, just a really compassionate person and it shows in her work. So fast forward, you know, three, four years now, 
I'm actively seeking people who have those qualities because we do want animal lovers and people who um, you know, have the ability to empathize with the plight of animals to be successful. Why? I think it's just a great quality to support. So anyway, um, we are, I have, to, I have to say one more thing. We are attracting the most incredible people, not only to be guests on the show, but as sponsors for our first ever inaugural um, Compassion Awards, where we are recognizing and honoring a, just a handful of people who are really like local heroes to the animals, people who sacrifice their time, they sacrifice, they go into their own wallet a lot of times. And, you know, they're out there for hours on end, whether it's helping people find their lost dog or, or TNRing, you know, hundreds of cats a year or rescuing injured animals off the streets. These people deserve the recognition. And I'm so grateful for this network of people that were really growing. Um, one last thing, uh, I have a friend. I'm just going to throw this out there. This is like Tommy doesn't even know I'm doing this. Oh, this is this usually is when she wants somebody to adopt a rabbit or nope. foster a kitten nope. or something no, like that. No, nope. nope. not today. It's totally different this time. I have a friend who I've kind of like recently reconnected with a bunch of people that I just, you know, you fall out of touch, whatever. And um, he is an animal lover and he is single. Oh, my goodness. I I know. I know. Okay. I can't help myself. Okay. I have a long track record of successfully putting people together. One couple, by the way, is is Rob's customer. They swear by his food. But anyway, I digress. This gentleman has, uh, he's a financial advisor. Uh, He lives in Long Island. He's got gorgeous blue eyes. He's really witty. And... He has stopped, like picked up wounded birds, literally like real birds. And, you know, he'll text me like, what should I do? And so anyway, if anyone. So he's, he's it, compassionate. So he's not. Compassionate. Listen, uh, listen, folks, Valerie's not asking you to foster a rabbit. She's asking if women are we talking to women, Val? We're talking to women. Yes. We're in speaking to women. 40s, yep. Right. So if you're in your 40s and you would like to foster a man. Um, or, and again, yes, no, no, can... no, no, he is a financial advisor. He, he's perfectly independent. He has a boat, you know, he loves to travel. I'm just saying, hit Wait a minute. he has a boat. Give him my number. We, we're talking about having a, getting a boat in our family. <laughs> we're looking for a boat. And I don't even have to own one. That's good. Going well, the wrong way. Going the wrong way. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there because I feel like I'm overdue for like a match. So, All right. anyway. so you, you've heard it here first, folks. This is a compassionate <laughs> network. We're not here to just help animals we're here to help people apparently and help people you know get together and 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 you know find the love of their life what a cool thing that would be to just have you do that and they, you put it out there this gentleman gets connected to somebody through our network and then they get married and then i've done that i, I know have I, done that it is the best feeling in the world and i don't I do know. it for money because i don't believe I, I just don't that's my personal belief system is like not to do it for money not to do it for money it. all right yeah all right moving on let's get back to the end <laughs> Wow, I'm totally confused. I don't even know what we're going to talk about now. So look, <laughs> I do. That's not true. So I'm coming home the other day, Saturday. I uh, so I live in Nassau County on Long Island here. Well, not it's not where I am right now, but that's where I live. And I had shot out to uh, the Hamptons on su- Saturday morning because I was looking to uh, support a nonprofit that I'm involved that I am involved with, the Spirit of Huntington Art Center, which has an artworks program for individuals with intellectual developmental disabilities. 
uh, where it has, it, this is a vocational program. They also have a sp special program called Artability, which is, uh, again, these individuals with special needs or intellectual developmental disabilities. They, they were being featured, Artability was being featured at the Hamptons Fine Arts Fair, you know, which honestly was is a, kind of like, not exactly my speed, but, you know, a little bougie, but I threw on a pink linen suit because I could rock it. People probably thought I fit right in, right? And then I'm coming back from Suffolk County and I get off one highway to cruise up to the other highway. And of course, my I see Duncan out of the corner of my eye. So yeah. I scoop into Duncan. And of course, because like Valerie and I only talk like seven times a day, Valerie and I just happen to be talking because I had a little, Val, I got a bunch of windshield time. Let's jump on a call. Let's like strategize. So I'm coming, I'm coming down the road. I see it. I go, Val, I'm going to this Duncan. I'm like, oh, I go, canine shop. I go, that's like, sounds familiar. Like, I don't know if I saw that. Or, <laughs> so it just shows you like how many things go on in my head with the ADHD and all. But it's like, Val goes, yeah, that's Rob Tucker. He's coming on the show on Wednesday. I go, dude, like this is his store then. Like, so I'm like, and I'm an old school sales guy, everybody. So I have no problem just walking in and making a new friend. But that's exactly what happened. So I go in there. Rob was didn't know who I was at first. And I introduced myself and was so gracious, took me on a tour. I did like a six minute video, which we'll share out to everybody. But he, he showed me the food. I, I'm going to read them. High quality species appropriate diets for dogs and cats. Species appropriate. We're going to talk a lot about that. I mean, I saw, I was amazed. Like, I guess it's like that store is in Bohemia, Rob. Like um, 2,000 square feet, right, of, of facility there? Yep, 2,000. Yeah. So, so it was, it was a kind of a, I don't want to say fluke. I'll say it was meant to be experienced. I was meant to see Rob on Saturday and, and get to, to meet yeah. with him. And now we're here today. I'm looking, I keep looking over here on my other computer, my other screen, because I'm looking at this food and the food looks delicious. And I'll share it with you all when we go that one piece, Rob, where it talks about what dogs should be eating and it says vitality, energy, strength, and beauty. I'll share it with everybody as we go to break, but it looks delicious. doesn't look like things that are coming out of a can. Well, so it can, should look delicious because it's it is real food. But it's dog and, food, but it looks delicious to me, is what I'm saying. Like I'm not a dog. Right, I'm but that's food. because the, the traditional dog food and cat food that you see like in a can, it's it's it looks like pate because it's been all processed and everything. But you know, I want to start more if if you don't mind. I'm really curious, Rob, at the beginning, what inspired you to to do this as a business and like how did you learn because there's a lot to learn right about lot, food yeah. and food grade quality and everything um where, how'd this start yeah i mean it's a great question i mean and, and i tell everyone the same thing it started out of the garage of my house yay another um, garage story yeah another garage story i hope <laughs> it gets as good i hope it gets as big as google and yeah. apple <laughs> um, no, and, and, you know, it's, you know, and, you know, I have to give credit to, to my wife. She's the one that kind of pushed the, pushed the issue with me on feeding our dogs, what they were meant to eat. You know, we did a lot of research on, on dog food as we got our dogs and, you know, our prior dog had a lot of health issues. We had an English bulldog, a lot of health issues with the, you know, with the yeast infections and ear problems and skin allergies and everything. So as we moved on to the next breed, we, we chose uh, a Vishla as the next breed, which is a Hungarian pointer. And yeah. we really did a lot of work on what a dog is supposed to eat. Some friends of ours that we met with had, had talked about, Hey, they only feed raw. I'm like, yeah, I've never heard about that. I'm not touching that stuff. But the more I read it and the more I looked into it, I'm like, wow, this is, this is what they're supposed to eat. And, you know, we did a lot of research, followed a lot of people on Instagram, followed a lot of people on Facebook, went to a lot of shows. 
And I said, you know what, I'm gonna start feeding my dogs this. Yeah, and you know, I'm not. I'm not gonna feed my dogs that. I'm just gonna open up three stores that carry all that food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I started with one little chest freezer in our garage, and you know, wow. I was just uh, getting food for my dogs, and mm. you know, met a lot of cool people along the way. Uh, met the owner of Canine Craving down in Baltimore. Uh, he invited me down to walk through his facility uh, to see how it's made, to see the food, to see how they process it. I'm like. Mm. This is what I want to see. You know, the, the meat is coming in with USDA stamps on it. You know, this is the food that we eat. Mm. Um, these are the Rob, vegetables. Talk that about we that. Eat. Rob, sorry to cut you off, but like that yeah. for me was, was something that really was striking to me. And, and maybe it should have been as obvious as the nose on my face, but it was like uh, when I was there, the, you just mentioned that USDA stamp. That is not typical, if correct me if I'm wrong, but that's not typical amongst food that is served yeah. to our animals, right? Can you speak to that so people understand it? Because I didn't know that. Yeah, no, 100%. And, and a lot of people don't get this because, you know, the, the kibble companies, just like the pharmaceutical companies, lead us in the direction to believe what they want us to believe so we buy their food. Um, yeah. What you're feeding your dog right now is processed food. And, and I'm going to give you a prime example that I tell everyone. Kibble came around you know, a little over 100 years ago as a convenience factor just like the fast food industry came around for us for a convenience factor. Okay? We're not going to eat McDonald's every day. It's there for convenience for you there to go in there, to get your hamburger, to eat it, eat it while you're in the car, running away when you don't have the time. Same as kibble was made. It was made to be in a bag, to scoop it out, throw it in a bowl, walk away. You know, that's not what dogs are meant to eat. You look at their mm. teeth, you know, they were meant to eat meat. Um, you know, I, my wife always says, have you ever seen a dog out cooking over a campfire in the woods? No, <laughs> you know, all this food is cooked. It's full of, you know, rice, carbohydrates, fillers, um, lots of chemicals that I can't even pronounce. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, you, you know, that's, it's just not what they were meant to eat. So we looked for something that was more species appropriate and we found this food and my dogs have thrived on it. I've seen dogs with severe, um, yeast infections, severe skin issues, severe ear infections has just ceased within changing their diet. How quickly, how quick, I know we have to go to break, but how, how quickly do you, do you see a change roughly? You, you know, by the, by the time they detox out of their system, a week to two weeks, you can start seeing a change. Wow. That's, that's pretty quick. Uh, all right. I know we got to go to break Tommy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do a break, but let's do a break. But Rob, I, I, cause it goes right along with what Valerie's asking there too. I, about the detox. What I want you, everybody to consider as we go to break, and I want Rob to kind of answer some of this when we get back to the best of your ability, Rob, is, you know, are <laughs> some of the reactions that these animals are having that we're detoxing them from, I don't answer yet, but is it, a, is it just what they go through or is it a fact that the food we've been giving them has not been so good and that's part of the problem and that's what they're reacting to? I'm going to leave you all on a cliffhanger. This is pals, <laughs> Rob, Val, and Tommy D. Right back. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? 
Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. guest to the show so i have a rule here welcome back to pals when you're in new to the show and you're just here for the first time you must introduce yourself or you're here for the first time today valerie who is that it's phoebe what's up look at those <laughs> eyes wow phoebe even though when i meet you one day you're gonna make me sneeze you got pretty eyes i gotta tell you that kid i gotta say that for sure i, I you know rob i'm welcome back rob tucker thekinginehindshop.com i i you know if you're watching on facebook thanks for doing that folks because you're seeing the the website, which I have number nine, actually the K9, like number shop. I'll just share it, but the K9shop.com. Uh, but I'm Rob, what a wealth of information. It's funny because I asked you that question before we went to break. And then I'm as I'm sharing it, there was a lot of information on there. So kudos to you for being a great resource, not just in the, the product you're yeah. providing, but the education that you're providing. That you know, I, I learned a bit about that from you on Saturday when we met. So if we can go right back into that question that I asked before the break and say, like, is it the reason you said the yeast infections and, and other problems with the animals is a result of what they already have been fed and we've got to go and kind of fix things if you can take it from there. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just like us. I mean, your body is what you put into it. Um, yeast feeds on carbohydrates. Um, the main ingredient in the kibble is carbohydrates and filler. That so makes that, so much sense. I never that, thought of it like that, but my husband makes sourdough starter and he's constantly feeding it flour. Mm-hmm. Like I got to feed the starter. It kind of creeps me out. I'm like, ew, it's like, yeah. a, you know, like a live thing, yep. but you know, and I'm sorry if I, I hope I'm not interrupting, but no, one no, of no. the things that really caught my attention, because of course I had to watch the video because Tommy stalked you and it turned out to be a really good video. But anyway, <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa. I didn't stalk I you. Know, I, I, I explained how it happened. I passed I by his know, shop. I don't want to get in trouble for being I a stalker. No, you're not, not a stalker. <laughs> so when you were talking about how the, there's a lot of food purveyors, food companies that um, the grade, the quality and the grade of the food is different than what you provide. Um, and how you said something like, you know, there, there are animals that can be, um, 
made into food that have like euthanasia drugs in them and right. and sickness, cancer, whatever, that flipped me out. Yes. I didn't know that. So what are these grades? How how do we how do we well, know about this? You know, the the raw industry it happened quickly. I mean, people got on board really quick. Mm. Um, and there's a lot of companies that just don't do it properly. Mm. And you know, I, you know, our company, you know, I, I believe one thing and I, and I tell you this, everyone, if I won't feed it to my dogs, you won't find it in my store. End of discussion. Right. Um, now there's, there's some great research out there and, you know, I'll throw this out that everyone should go and watch anyone that has a dog or cat should go watch this great documentary out there called pet fooled. That's P E T F O O L E D. Mm. This is an eye opener to anyone. You know, I've met the guy that directed it, Cole Harrington, and this will just open your eyes on the entire pet food industry. And it's kind of what opened my eyes on the pet food industry as well. So now back to your question, the grades of meat, as I said, I know the grades of meat that we have in our store. I've walked through almost every single manufacturing plant that's in our store that will allow me. Most mm -hmm. of them open me with open, allow me with open arms, which I like, mm -hmm. it means they're not hiding anything. Right. But there are people out there that sell what I call 4D meat. That means it's dead, diseased, dying, or down. That's the meat that we can't eat anymore. That's the meat that, you know, the, dog, the, the cows may have cancer. Uh, they could have been just euthanized. They could have been, you know, dying from some other illness. Those cows are now moved to what we call rendering plants or other plants where they are now turned into dog food with no they don't care about what's in the cow. So you could be passing that euthanasia drug over to your. That is so disgusting to me. It's, and just at, you look as an, as an animal lover and as a pet parent, um, I mean, we make our own dog food now and I'll, I'll talk to you about that because yeah. in a minute, but um, you know, when we first started, we didn't. And the thought that we could have been providing our like most beloved creature in the house, yep. something that could pass on drugs, illness. It, it is so nauseating. It's it, it, disgusting. It, it, it's really disgusting. It, it can be a really bad industry. And, you know, one of the things yeah. that really stuck out to me, and it's still, I see it to this day from watching Petfold is you have this dog food plant and out in the parking lot is nothing but a pile of cow carcasses that are now being moved in to make our dog food okay it's not out and it's it's really not out in public because i've talked to a lot of vets um, a lot of vets are moving towards the holistic and healthy yeah. lifestyles because they get it the older vets don't understand it they don't take nutrition in vet school right and i've been told this from vets that have been to vet school they have one nutrition class where purina walks in and talks about their kibble that is the just of their nutrition. They don't get it. They've graduated from vet school. They open up their office. Who are the first people to enter their office? The kibble companies that the, want them yeah, to they're sell. They're like the equivalent of a pharmaceutical rep. You, you hit the nail on the head. They're, they're, are, they're the pharmaceutical rep. Uh, think about this. A vet cannot make a living on a well visit. That's right. I mean, Rob, it sounds so similar. I, I, look, I, I may get myself in trouble here, but I don't know if I care. You know, like the, the medical system, the healthcare system is, is. In, for human beings is 
a whole I, I it's tragic yeah. is the way is yes. what goes on right there's 100%. there's no health care there's sickness maintenance right like you know the uh, god I'm, don't use any names of companies sorry big major companies make products that we eat right that cause problems in our body that later big major companies maybe owned by the same conglomerate as the company that made us sick now have drugs that will you know maintain not not cure anything but you know make you be able to stick around for another 20 30 years so you can now have the you can be a customer a paying customer so i bought your junk and put it in my body that screwed up my body so now i have to buy your other junk it's it sounds so similar but you know in a capitalist society why should it be any different than than that right you know because if there's no money for the vet to to keep like let me ask you i think it was you i was talking to it could have been somebody else recently too but you, there's less vets visits is what i think it was you i think it was on saturday yeah. right so yeah. just that straight up right why would they they're not incentivized to make no. the animals feel good because we ain't going to see them then right right and and they have one good they have one thing going and, and i'm not putting down any vets I, you know there's some great vets out there i've met a lot of great vets and they're doing their job i i think that again you know the the biggest benefactors to these vet schools are the kibble companies so the, the vet schools are going to do what they say because that's where their money that's where their funds come from and they're just doing what they're taught but you know that they're, they're they have one thing going for them our pets can't talk mm-hmm we, they don't know what's going on and they don't know how they feel inside. You know, they don't know what's going on. You know, it's, it's all, you know, my dog has allergies. My hat, my dog has a skin uh, issue. Okay. Let's give him a dose of Apoquil. They've, right. been, they've, been, they've been pounding that drug for years. And now finally the FDA just came out and said, it's a bad drug. <gasps> it's no. a bad drug. When? Uh, this was a few months ago. Oh my God. I had, first of all, I have not heard that. Apoquil, just so Tommy and, you know, whoever is out there that may not have a dog, um, it is probably the most common and, um, you know, utilized drug. Um, so many dog owners have their dogs on Apoquil. Is it and for just multiple symptoms? It's not just specific. Scratching, hot it's like spots, a catch Like allergies. Yes. Yeah. And, okay. you know, I was just on the phone yesterday with another connection who's also going to be a guest in a couple of weeks whatever long story short he said my dog's on apical and and he said do you know what that is i go yeah i said we had our dog on that for a little while before we figured out what he was allergic to and oh that that's heartbreaking to me that that that's really isn't that though i don't know anything about hold on i just have to ask uh rob do you know why they revoked that drug like what was it's not revoked it's not revoked oh it's still out there it's just you know they they've just said yes there are side effects and safety issues and it can be a cancer it can cause cancer it can cause Uh. cancer you know, okay. there, there's side I'm, effects to every drug, you know, but of course. They, they, they use it as a patch. And, you know, to right. me, the important thing is don't go, don't go run out and get your dog inoculated with Apoquil. Take some time and mm-hmm. figure out what's causing the problem. Most of the times the problem can be fixed from the inside out mm-hmm. just by mm-hmm. changing the diet. I've seen yeah. it. I mean, isn't that the difference? That's what happened with our dog. We, we changed our dog. We figured out, we went to a holistic vet who is also an MD, but he tries to fix things holistically first, which we love, okay? Especially since my husband's a chiropractor and he believes, he subscribes heavily to, you know, like our body holds the cure, nature holds the cure, food is medicine. 
Anyway, uh, long story short, um, we have been making our dog's own food for, for years, and he has not had any issues for years. It was just a matter of eliminating my dog. My dog's allergic to chicken, pumpkin, and rice, which mm -hmm. is the exact ingredients that everybody will tell you to make for your dog when they're not feeling mm -hmm. good. The irony. <laughs> yeah. We, we are going to go, we're going to split and yeah, go to another quick break. But before that, what I want to say is what I'm hearing you talk about and this drug that you're referring to, many drugs are there to just treat the symptoms, whether it be in humans right. or in animals as well, not, not address the underlying cause. But I figure I give, got to give a quick shout out to Hippocrates who said, let food be thy medicine, medicine be thy food. Rob, that's what you're talking about. You're talking about going inside, solving things from the fundamental levels and improve the lives of these animals and i'm sure it improves their longevity and we'll get into that we are going to take a quick break rob tucker's here from the canine shop we'll be right back thank you howdy i am joseph franklin mcelroy host of the new podcast gateway to the smokies it airs on talkradio.nyc every tuesday night from 6 p.m to 7. every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the great smoky mountains national park and surrounding areas this show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages animals amphibians listen it's not every day you get to listen to a show and hear a shout out to hippocrates i mean let's be real right only here probably the only show all day you might tune into that's that's giving that good shout out um look i shared more from the from the website with the break i know you know valerie being such an incredible pet parent as well as advocate but I know on behalf of Jovi, what you've done and what you and, and uh, Dr. Bewell have done to really improve Jovi's situation and allergies and whatnot, you're on the cutting edge of this, Val. This is something that you're talking. You're on mute, too. You are on mute. So let's unmute you and get you back in the program. It's all good. Don't, don't do a frowny face. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um, but, I, you I know, we've had. I have it down by now. Yeah. No, but yeah, I, 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 
I need to say I feel behind a little bit because um, the truth is we we make his food. Um, I do have a question about that, but we started making, which is phenomenal, a bone marrow broth um, to complement his food, and it has worked wonders with his like agility and his ability to run up and down the stairs again, which he stopped doing for a while. Um, we, however, do not make his his treats, you know, like his snacks or you know, I call them cookies, whatever. But we don't make that. We try really hard to read all the ingredients and make sure that you know we know what exactly what's in it. He's not allergic to anything, but I'm really having some reservations about that also. And the the question I'm kind of wanting to ask, and I have a feeling it, it's on behalf of others too. But um, we make his food, but it's cooked, right? I mean, it's not seasoned. It's not like I'm, you know, flambéing anything. But it, it's it's not raw. And so, what would your advice be, or like, why should we go from you know cooking it? I mean, it's a lot easier to just throw raw meat into a bowl, right? Yeah. But like, what would be your your rationale for saying you know go raw? No, I mean. Cooked meat, cooked food is better than kibble. So I commend you for that. Thank you. Cooking the food just takes out some of the nutrients that the dogs need. That's it. Okay. By cooking it, you're okay. just, you know, you're just depleting it of some, some, some nutrients and some um, vitamins and minerals. Whereas on the raw diet, they're getting everything straight up, you know, you know, it also, also, I think it makes you nervous mentally because it's like, of course, I understand that animals are different from humans. But like the thought of giving like raw turkey, because, you know, we can't eat that, like we'll get sick. You know right. what I mean? Yep. So I think there's that mental block. Right. You know, there, there's two things to it. I'll go through that. One thing your dog needs is calcium. And in the raw food, they get ground bone. You can't ah. feed a dog cooked bones. Right. Okay? So now, you know, raw bones are soft bones, fine to eat. Cooked bones are not soft anymore they can splinter and go into the system uh, and create problems in, in the digestive system. So, you know, by cooking it, you do miss a little bit. There's some things you can put in there to increase that calcium content and, you know, help them along the way. Um, but um, what was the second question? I just lost track there. Just kind of like mentally, the mental block. Oh, yeah, the mental. Yeah, this is the number one question we have coming in every day. Is my dog going to get sick from salmonella? Right. No. <laughs> right. Can they? Yes. Are they? No. Okay. You know, unless you leave the meat sitting out on the table on the counter and letting it get, you know, rancid warm. and getting warm, just like our meats, you don't leave it out before we cook it. You have to handle it properly. I mm. keep my dog's food in the freezer. I take it out. I bring it up to temperature in the refrigerator. I feed it to them. Dogs mm. have a different metabolism than we do as well. Different saliva, different things where they can digest things. Right. You have to understand that dogs, they come from the wolf. They were out there. They were eating rabbits. They were eating birds. They were eating anything they caught. And yeah. that's how they were fed. If you go look on the internet, and even if you look at Europe, Europe is so ahead of us in this. They've been feeding their dogs this way for many, many years. Yeah. And, and they know what's going on over there. European standards are so much better than, than American standards, even, even, in, even in the kibble food or even in the dry food. Mm -hmm. But 
they've still been feeding this for, for a long time. They've been feeding, cooking food, giving their, giving their pets a chicken foot or something when they're done. Mm. I cook chicken. I hand my dog a drumstick and let him chow down on it. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, one of my dogs had never seen a bowl of kibble in his life. Oh, that's great. I've certainly heard this from a lot of other people who I, who I greatly trust and respect. And, you know, one woman in rescue who's like, I, I dare anyone to take their dog and compare them to my dogs. If their dog is not on a raw diet, she's like, I'll uh, compare to agility, aging, you know, overall health. Let me ask you a question. Um, what are some of the ailments? I know you mentioned ear infections. It reminds me of when we had a pet nutritionist on the show and Jana uh, mentioned how her dog was getting a lot of those. And after a few months, she decided to pursue a holistic approach. Mm-hmm. She And the food got rid of the ailments uh, for the dog. So you've mentioned ear infections. What are some other common things um, or, or things that your customers have said that this food has helped with? Um, skin conditions. Okay. Dental issues. Um, gastrointestinal, gastrointestinal issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I have dogs that come in that have pancreatitis. That we <gasps> That's put my them friend. On- well, yes. I mean, I'm sure you have more than one dog. Uh, one of my friends, eat- Otto, do you know who Otto is? Uh, name That's sounds dog. Okay. Yes. He's a Tibetan terrier. Okay. Shout out to Otto Ben Schnitzel Pants. Is Otto the person or is Otto the... No, Otto Von Schnitzel Pants is the dog. (laughs) And Otto's parents are a couple that I set up. I'm just saying. Nice, nice. Oh, no kidding. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, I got to sneak in here. Unless, I don't know, there might be three questions Val asked that we didn't answer yet. Sorry, sorry. No, no, you're not wrong. I just, I don't know. I lost track because i'm writing notes of stuff but oh you were talking about the ailments and things like that oh and you started talking about auto because i don't have pancreatitis mm-hmm. so that's one of the things that rob you're able to, to implement um a diet that solves for that but this is something i asked you well i'm sorry continue and then i'll ask my question after go, go ahead well i was just gonna say it's not gonna solve pancreatitis pancreatitis is there but it, it it's a diet that allows them to live with this disease comfort, comfortably comfortably right so yeah so, so, so symptom relief I guess yeah, something really same with you know you know we found we've worked with dogs with kidney stones kidney issues cancer um you know uh kidney malfunction i mean we've had a dog come in we changed his diet the vet said he's got three months to live nine ten months later he's still kicking you know That's it's, wow. it's just game again, it's just changing their diet so you know game all those yeah i want to just go into something that i asked when i when i met with you because look there are a certain set of the population that is going to be all in with what you're saying, right? Like these are the people who basically, you know, the way I would be concerned about my, my human children's diet, the way these people are concerned about the the pet, right? Their, their Mm -hmm. pet, their, their fur baby. Right. I, I wonder though, for those who are on the cusp or want to learn and they want to do this partially. and, And I'm sure you would agree that look, some level of this, if you're going to have kibble twice a week and five days a week, you're going to feed better or vice versa. Any any ratio of improving this is going to be better than just mm-hmm. I'll pull out of the bag or, or out of the Correct. can. That's no uh-huh. good. So is there a premium? Am I, am I as a pet parent paying a, a big premium to to make this conversion? Um, again, for some folks, it's not going to it's irrelevant. I'm paying the money because I love my pet. But other people, right. you know, when you make that conversion, can you talk a little bit about that, too? Yeah, 100 percent. I mean, feeding your dog on a raw diet 
is no more expensive than feeding your dog on a premium brand kibble. Uh, you know, if you're going out to Walmart buying bags of old Roy, you know, yes, you're going to say you're, you're going to, it's going to be more expensive, but you shouldn't be feeding your dog that anyways. I mean, if you're going to feed your dog food, it should be a good food. If you're feeding a high quality kibble, it's going to be the same price. And then you have to look at the vet bills. You're going to save money on vet bills. Uh, you're going to save money on a lot of other areas as well. So, yeah. And then, you know, yeah. for the people that don't want to feed, that don't want to do raw or can't afford raw, I say, hey, half raw. A little bit of raw is better than no raw at all. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it, but, I totally you know, get that. Yeah. yeah, that makes so much sense. And I mean, I'm going to ask you a question. You don't have to answer it, obviously. Um, but I'm super curious to know, like, are you franchising? If you are franchising, how much is a franchise? Like, yeah. I, I need to know. I, I really struck several chords with me. And also, um, you know, I am now through marriage, part of this big holistic world. I mean, you know, my, my husband and his entire family are holistic. In fact, we just put my aunt in touch with um, one of his family members who's a functional medicine doctor. And, you know, this is what they're doing. They're going over diet, you know? And so I I really believe in this heavily. I I would love to know. And again, you don't have to tell me if it's, if it's a secret or if you're not doing it or, you know, whatever, but I I really would like to know. I mean, of course, there's some things I can talk about and yes, we are franchising. Yeah. Hey, I just scared my cat. Sorry. Yeah. Um, You know, our, we opened our first franchise in Lindbrook in um, December of last year. Um, Fabulous store. Um, But you know, the thing with the franchising is we're trying to keep everything systematic and the same. We, you know, I pride myself on my staff, my staff uh, and and knowledge. We put our staff through a very rigorous training program. Mm-hmm. My, tra- my, st- my staff is smart. They know what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're educated. Mm-hmm. Um, the crew I have is constantly trying to learn more. Mm-hmm. They constantly want to know how to help dogs. And, and that's one thing I pride ourselves on. That's one thing that I, I, I'm going to push along the way on all these franchises. When someone comes into any franchise, you're going to get the same experience. You're going to get knowledge. You're going to get um, education. Mm-hmm. You're going to get um, a smile on the face. And mm-hmm. we're here to help you. Mm-hmm. If you want to feed kibble, that's fine. Come on in. Edu- our knowledge and education is free. You know, we're going to give you as much as we can and try and teach you the right way to do things. Maybe you want to do kibble and do some supplements. We're okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We're not going to tell anyone they're doing something wrong. We're just going to try and help you give your dog a better, healthier yeah. life. You know, and, and I understand that, you know, great people it takes a little bit more time to, to find them and everything, but I'm sure uh, if you attract the right franchisees, their standards will be comparable. And um, I love what you're saying. And I agree with you because, you know, oftentimes I always think of Baskin Robbins, right? Baskin and Robbins, you walk in, they give you a little taste. You might not have ever tried their ice cream before or whatever, but your love and affinity might grow, right? Mm-hmm. So of course, I mean, no one's gonna win by bashing people over the head saying you must no. eat raw, you must do this, you know, for any argument. But um, I love what you're doing. I, I just, I'm excited to know that it's franchising. Yeah. Maybe we can all talk about this at a future date. Yeah. And you mentioned Baskin <laughs> Robbins. If you wanna come in anytime, anyone that wants to try raw, 
come on in. I'll give you a free sample. I'll give you that free taste, just like Baskin Robbins. Yeah, and he tried to send me home with something, but I didn't want to feed the, the dog food to my kids because I don't have it. <laughs> so I was like, he's like, what can I send you home with? I was like, thank you, Rob, but I don't have a dog yet. 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 Yes. But, yes. Uh, you know, I felt very welcomed in the store. <clears throat> there was, Rob, before we go to break, you had the small, it, it reminded me of like cookie dough. It reminded me of like my kids when you buy that like unhomemade cookie dough, you grab it out of the dairy section, that tube. They're like the smaller tube and then the much bigger tube. What size are they again? Uh, they range from uh, one pound to five pounds. It even comes in pre-made patties as well. Oh, they also come in patties. Yeah. Yep. So, gang, you got to check it out. They, I felt so welcomed in the store, especially, you know, didn't even have an appointment. Well, it's a retail store. I, didn't, I guess I didn't need an appointment. Nah. But, like, I got to Rob when I was there, and he was so welcoming. Uh, so that was fun being there, and I think you all should check it out. One thing that about talk about community, talk about what we're building here. Yep. The next day, I was there on Saturday. The next day, Rob was having, or maybe it was the same day. Maybe I was early. You were going to give out little um, frozen yogurt, like if yeah. you came in with your dog, right? Yep. yep, that was the next day. We were having our customer appreciation day. We had um, ice cream for adults and uh, yogurt cups from Boss Dog for all of the um, dogs and puppies that came in. Just, our, cool. what, just our day to get fun, back. What a fun biz. I feel like. I, I could be an owner, I feel like, or and and or a trainer to, you know, um, instill the information. But if I were to ever work in a store environment like that, I, I wouldn't get any work done. I would just be all over everyone's dog. No, but you would have been in heaven. You would be in heaven, though, because I was there and you would, been, you would be educating these folks and telling them about the stuff and telling the good words. You would totally dig it. You would get stuff done because it's a relationship thing, right, Rob? It's about connecting with people I, I, and helping I spent many years traveling into the city and what I'm doing now, I'm having the time of my life and enjoying every minute of it, you know, giving back to the, giving back to the community, helping the pets have a healthier life, meeting a lot of cool people. The best. It's the best. I mean, we're just, we're just having a good time, you know, we're having a good time what we're doing. Yep. Animal lovers are the best. I'm going to do one quick little thing. We have a, a realtor booked for a couple of weeks from now. I just recently connected with her through a recommendation. Rob, you are going to love this woman. She gallery wraps her pickup truck and she's a certified wildlife uh, rescuer. So she gets phone calls all the time. Like there's an injured swan in my pool. You know, there's a a turtle with a cracked shell in the middle of the road. And then a couple of years later, after she helps these people out, they call her to sell their house. She's a top producer. The best people. These are the best people. We do have to split. We got to take a quick break. We'll be back. I'm going to wrap it up. Rob, Valerie, Tommy D. I'm, I'm, I got the other Facebook on my phone. I got one of the Facebooks. And I see Reno's posting a picture. Shout out, Reno. Reno, Di Maria. Oh, Hello. that's his new dog, the white one. Yeah, he's got these dogs. And it just says, what's up? Right, check it out. Reno's our first ever guest on the show. What a good-looking dog he's got. We'll be right back. This is Fals. <laughs> Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? 
I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Calling all pet lovers. Pet Avengers, assemble! On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. And we're back. Rob Tucker is here, undergrad from... University of Central Florida, MBA from Pace University, CEO of the Canine Shop, distribution, retail, wholesale, and franchising, natural pet foods. So, Rob, I actually still, I'll leave your website up for a second. It wasn't an accident. I, I wanted to see it because I thought this feeding calculator was pretty cool. What are, and I, I got to shout out again, what a resource this website is. A lot of thought went into this. This wasn't like, hey, I have to have a website so people know where the store is. There's a ton of thought that went into this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can you speak to this feeding calculator real quick? I put in like a, a puppy. I think I put in like an 18 pound puppy. I guess it's a big puppy. I don't know. I don't have a puppy. Um, is that a big puppy? Maybe it was like, a, I don't know. It was a big puppy. So it tells how. Puppy. It was a great thing. Is that like Scooby-Doo? Like that kind of puppy? Yeah, it was like Scooby-Doo. It was like Scrappy-Doo. Who was? So, um, so Rob, just uh, come back in the conversation when you get a second. Gotcha. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, we put this feeding chart together because um, a lot of food, you can't put a full feeding chart on the back of a um, dog food label. You just can't. Mm-hmm. So we dialed this in and made it super specific. You can go all the way down to the, the size of your dog, if you want to maintain weight, lose weight, if it's an adult, if it's a puppy, and you can put in the exact weight. Most dog foods give you a ratio on the back. You know, if your dog's 10 to 20 pounds, that's a big ratio. Yeah. You know, so we, we, we want to dial it in to where it's exact. So you know exactly how much to feed your dog. If it needs to lose weight, gain weight, if it's a puppy. Um, and this is, this is something we've been doing. We started this uh, calculator back in 2017. Yeah. We started doing this calculator and, you know, now I see it popping up in other places around the internet as well. So yeah, um, it's it's not a uh, you know it's it, it's a known fact. You know, it's known knowledge out there. But you know, I think we were one point, of the ones though. to I mean, throw it out there. Yeah, there's a big difference between like a Yorkie and a Havani or whatever. But um, I have a question. Actually, this one just reminded me to ask about the cats. <laughs> Absolutely, cats are welcome. Cat Everything in the store, cats can eat. Um, oh, you know, wow. cats don't really need the fruits and vegetables as much. So we have uh, a variety in there. We call it our basics with no fruits and vegetables in it. Um, cats could use a little bit extra taurine, uh, which you get from ground heart. So we actually have ground heart patties in there that you can extra add. Extra what? Taurine. Taurine. It's taurine. Oh. It's a hey, that, that's the it. stuff they put. It, that's what it says on the can of Red Bull. T-A-U-R-I-N-E. Yes, taurine. correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, don't give your cat Red Bull. 
you know, no, don't give a cat Red Bull. Public service announcement. <laughs> don't give your so, human. Red Bull either. I never so, heard of that. I, I just learned something again. Yeah. So I mean, we even have. Uh, I've even had ferrets come in and buy the food. Their oh. their owners came in and bought the food. Yeah, their owners came in. Yeah, with yeah, the yeah ferrets, no, that would be because that's a trip. I'd love to see the ferret come in, like squeaking, squealing. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh my you god! Know, it, it's it's really for everyone. Um, you know, all carnivores, uh, mm. cats, ferrets, uh, you know, and especially dogs do well on. If you think back though, like you said earlier, you know the these domesticated cats came from somewhere, right? They came, I get uh, from the lineage of the big cats, right? Mm. And I, my old man, my, my dad, he loves, you know, watching the lions and, and the tigers and, you know, and you see them there. They are, they're predators, right? They're, they're out hunters. there. To, they're hunters. They're there to get that gazelle. And the wolves are the same. Those wolves are out there yeah. to, to go get that food, right? And not, not that it sounds like, you know, frosted flakes when I, you know, shake the box into the thing. That's not what it's supposed to sound like. It's supposed to be like, you know, alive and things like that. Rob. I, I don't know why I haven't, I mean, if you, if you talk to any cat owner, I don't think you really have to convince them that cats are hunters. Mm -hmm. um, especially, I mean, my two cats were rescued from our backyard. One was a kitten. This one was a kitten. Bye. And the other one was an adult, but I fed her for a year. You know, she was, everyone told me she was feral, whatever. She's not, but um, I fed her for a year, but you know, every once in a while, I don't know if you guys have ever seen a cat chase a mouse. The mouse has no shot. <laughs> Zero, know. you know, and like they are hunters. It's so true. And they're not yeah. like your wife says, you know, they're not barbecuing it out. No, not at all. Not at all. Oh, my God. <laughs> Rob, what's the future for this organization? I mean, I talk a lot about we're, we're big connectors, Valerie and I. We talk yeah. a lot about networking. We talk a lot about bringing people together. You know, is there a certain industry you, you're looking to meet people? Is it, you know, we already talked about the franchise thing and whatnot, how that's going to grow. But like, as you, you know, is there people in the community you want to connect with? Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. You know, I, I like to connect with small businesses like myself. Uh, yeah, I'm big with the small businesses. I'm big with the local farms. Uh, I like to give back to those individuals. I mean, a lot of these people are struggling right now. So we're doing our best to get back to them. You know, a lot of our food that you see, I source straight from local farms wow, that's uh, so to great. get back to the local farmer. So, you know, really some of our food is farm to bowl. You know, there's wow. no one touches it besides when I get it from the farm and put it in our store. Uh, you know, I like to work with local okay. small businesses. I'm working with a great, you know, you mentioned you're out of the Hamptons. I'm working with a great company called Three Moms Organics uh, based out of the East Hampton. Uh, they're great. They got a great tick repellent, all natural tick repellent. I think yeah. it's great. You know, the ladies founded it because one of them got Lyme disease and, um, you know, it's it's called three moms organic, three moms organic here. Yeah. Let's shout them out. Three moms organic. Uh, yeah. Moms tick organic. It's funny. Yeah. My daughter just said to me before we talk about going on a hike later today and she's like, ah, this the ticks are out. There's a lot of ticks this year. And my wife said, there's always a lot of ticks, but shout out to three moms. I'll look you up because I need about a case of that stuff. So we can go hike. Yeah. And, and they were the out. good thing about their product. It's good for, for, us and the dogs, whereas a lot of you just carry in your pocket. I spray it on my feet. I spray it on my dog. I, going oh, out. yeah. I was, I was being selfish because I don't have a dog. I was thinking about me. I was like, just spray it on my kids. But same <laughs> yeah. idea. I never had ticks before, but we were up blueberry. We were, uh, you get blueberries, they say, uh, in a blueberry patch. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was ticks everywhere. And I'd never seen them. My, my son had like 12 ticks on him that day. Oh so you got to be careful oh. with that stuff. I, I never really known that. So uh, local yeah. farms, local farms for sure, small businesses. 
Obviously, I'm sure you get involved with some local chambers of commerce, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, a lot of shelters, a lot of rescues we deal with. A- any uh, shelter or rescue you want to shout out as a friend of yours? Uh, we do a lot of work with uh, Bobby's and the Stray. Uh, oh my yeah, God, I love them so much. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've donated a lot of stuff to them, been to a lot of their show, been to a lot of their events. Uh, Harley's Heart, uh, which is a bulldog rescue. We've done a lot of work with bulldog rescues. Rob, um, did you see Bobby and the Strays on the news with the district attorney last week? I did not. They, they, somebody basically dumped off a dog that was clearly a victim of, of abuse and neglect. She was emaciated. She had like a broken. Oh, wow. This is the one I saw on Facebook. She was like yeah. ribs. Oh, tragic. But Bobby yeah. and the Strays, they have her. They are going to rehabilitate her and find her the best home. We yeah, had them on the show here, Bobby and the Strays, right? Mm-hmm. They do a lot of good work. Um, yeah. they, they do a lot. We've, we've donated some stuff to them. We've been to a couple of their events, donated some baskets. Um, a lot of, we do a lot of things with the, you know, the local fire departments, local police departments, you know, do a lot of things with their charities and, yeah. and raffles. We're, we're just here to help. We're part of the community. You know, the biggest thing is we want to just provide knowledge, yeah. um, you know, help people out, help people make the appropriate decisions, uh, when they're yeah. feeding their dogs. Uh, I'm not going to push anything, uh, on people. Uh, they can do what they want. I, you know, I'm going to give them advice. I'm going to give them, you know, scientific evidence to back that advice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's up to them to make the decision after that. Well, you're doing a great job, Rob. And we thank you so much for everything that you're providing yeah. educationally wise and for all that you're doing for your community. Yeah, well, I thank you guys. I mean, you guys are doing a lot of good work too. And I thank you guys for having me on the show. Thanks, Thanks Rob. Appreciate you, man. Look forward to connecting. I got a lot of things I want to talk to you about. You know, when you talk community and education, that's right up our alley. That's where it sounds like you are from a small business guy. Uh, so just thrilled to have met you. I will leave you all the same place we leave you every single week. In his total commitment to nonviolence, Gandhi always included the animals by stating the greatness of a nation and its moral progress can be judged by the way its animals are treated. Amen. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Val. Hey, Gandhi. <laughs> business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. all pet lovers pet avengers assemble 
On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 